what we've got here is failure to communicate. From sunny Southern California, we bring you Meet Bridget, a podcast for building confident communication and female badassery. We spotlight women who have bridged the gaps in their lives by building strong relationships and speaking their teenage dreams into reality. Welcome back to Meet Bridget. We're back again today for another Bridge Etymology. In case you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Kashia, the COO of Bridget, and together with my bestie and Bridget CEO, Asha Gabriel, I help run a confidence and communication platform for teen girls. Over the years, Asha and I have carefully curated events, summits, and workshops for teen girls all across Los Angeles County in an effort to create a platform for and with them. Our goal has always been to create a safe space where girls can feel free to express their curiosity, explore their interests, and learn more about themselves in the broad world of possibilities around them through communication and interaction with successful women on an even playing field. Think TED Talks meets immersive experiences meets girl power. And though COVID's changed that, we really looked at our process of trial and error and experimentation, and we've come to understand that confidence sows the seeds of success and that confidence is developed through the practice of making clear and concise promises to ourselves. We start with internal communication and the positive effects of clear and concise communication with ourselves spreads outward through our lives in the way that we communicate with others. And so, through our bridge etymologies, we get to study the origin of words we use daily in the context of how their meanings have developed and changed over time. Don't you think you ought to do something about expanding your vocabulary? Our bridge etymologies are not only a fun and light way to expand our vernacular, but it allows us to share a more intentional approach to becoming masterful communicators and storytellers. So today, I'm going to break down the word disruption. Traditionally, when you hear the word disruption, you probably think of something distracting, unpleasant, a disturbance, if you will. Do not disturb. 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 Synonyms of the word disruption yield words like derangement, dislocation, disturbance, and upset. Understandably, the dis prefix in each of these words, including the star of our pod today, lead us to prepare for words with negative connotations. But as we're so keenly aware, words aren't always what they seem. After all, the word upset can actually describe a positive situation, such as a sports upset, which is nothing more than an unexpected result or situation. Often, the goal and hope of most fans of underdog teams. Similarly, disrupt or disruption has been more and more frequently associated with innovation and advance. Let's start with a modern definition. A disruption, per Merriam-Webster, our girl, (laughs) the act or process of disrupting something, a break or interruption in the normal course or continuation of some activity, process, etc., such as a disruption of sleep or a disruption in a service, i.e. a power outage. Broken down, Often, we think of disruption as synonymous with an interruption, but the root words tell a slightly different and more specific story. 
I just dropped by. Oh, forgive me if I've interrupted anything. Oh, no. Disruption can be broken down into two parts, the Latin roots dis and rumper. Dis means apart and rumper means to burst or to break, i.e. together to burst or break apart. From disrumpere came the Latin disruptus, both of which continued to mean break asunder, which also means apart. For the most part, the history of the word disruption, or to disrupt, has endured centuries without any major deviations from its original meaning. That is, until our contemporary era of technological innovation, specifically over the course of the last 20 years. And we're out here using robot technology to go further into the wreck than anybody has ever done before. The theory of disruptive innovation is a theory that has been enormously influential in business and a tool for predicting which industry entrants will succeed. So what new businesses, products, companies will be successful entering into existing markets. It was introduced by Harvard professor Clayton M. Christensen and he was considered the architect of disruption theory. He introduced this in his 1997 book, The Innovator's Dilemma, When New Technologies Cause Great Firms to Fail. Side note, Christensen coined the term in his research on the disk drive industry, which is kind of hysterical because I haven't even thought of that word in forever. For those of you who don't know what a disk drive is, think of it as the storage and computing center of a computer. 20 years ago, it was a like huge new deal. Disruptive innovation refers to a process in which new or emerging products or services start to become popular enough to replace or displace a conventional product or service. In true disruptive innovation, the product takes root in the bottom of the market and whether due to advantages such as low cost or the fact that it's more easily accessible to the masses, that particular product or service eventually becomes more appealing than its contemporaries within the industry. The beauty of classic disruption lies in the ability of small new enterprises targeting overlooked customers with modest but novel offerings, which in true disruption gradually move up market to challenge industry leaders. And who doesn't love an underdog? I mean, it's kind of how Jeff Bezos made all his money. I don't know that we love him, but eh, it's an example. How about that little fella? Oh, that little guy. I wouldn't worry about that little guy. And then there are nuances. Disruption typically doesn't happen overnight, but rather it's a gradual process, which becomes advantageous for new businesses because gradual change can actually mask upward trajectory. I mean, if you don't see something coming, then how do you defend yourself from it? makes it easier for smaller businesses to work their way up to the top. So how does this all connect to the original meaning of disruption and its root word, disrumpair? How can breaking apart translate into a positive business principle or a positive principle in general? Well, Dean, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that Actually, question. Actually, I'd like to... To answer this particular question, and in my attempt to think about this in a different way, I was reminded or I reminded myself that qualities are neutral values. What do I mean by this? I mean that qualities are not intrinsically good or intrinsically bad. They're just neutral attributes, which can skew in either direction depending on the scenario. For example, I can be incredibly meticulous and detail-oriented, which in some instances 
such as for organization or documentation purposes, and can be incredibly useful. However, a meticulous and detail-oriented eye, such as mine, can sometimes lead to difficulty zooming out to view the bigger picture. I get caught in the weeds sometimes. Another example, a very talkative person is probably someone who makes friends really easily, but likely gets reprimanded in class pretty often. In either scenario, the same attribute or quality for that person is neither good nor bad. It just depends on the situation. Wait, Jai, you could get lost in there. Think positive. Okay, I'm positive you will get lost in there. By this logic, a disruption can be seen the same. A disruption, when interchanged with interruption, can sever one's ability to focus. Sure, it can distract from a task at hand. But a disruption or break used tactfully can make all the difference in an industry sorely needing innovation. Just like existing industries requiring new players to disrupt convention in order to lead to innovation, so too do we personally sometimes require disrupting our current thought processes, patterns, and ways of life to let new things in and to learn. Perhaps this is why change is so hard for most people. It requires breaking something apart to rebuild it in a new way. In this way, the original meaning of disruption harkens back a little bit to resilience, a word we broke down earlier on in our season. But where resilience allows us to recoil or snap back from a traumatic experience or failure, a disturbance is an event which breaks us apart or breaks a process apart in order to allow new growth or change to occur. It allows us to crack ourselves open and in the process let new things seep in and create new versions of ourselves or the ways in which we perform. Consider the seedling, which requires a seed to break apart, to crack open, to rupture, in order to continue growing and create a big, beautiful tree. In closing, as the great Leonard Cohen once said, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. That's all I've got for you guys today. Hope it was short and sweet and fun. And I will see you same place, same time next week. And that's our show. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe to, follow, and share Meet Bridget with your circle. The best way to help our work here is to rate and review our podcast. We're listening and constantly working to build something helpful for you. Catch you next time. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world.